everybody, and welcome to episode 282 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right, you're listening to a podcast for people learning the game of magic, returning to the game of magic, who just enjoy the game of magic, or who don't understand what's happening. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Maria. And one of us is the real Maria, but how do you know which one? That's right. I only tell lies and and Maria (laughs) only tells the truth. (laughs) So figure that puzzle out. Figure that one out. (laughs) It might take a couple hours, but you'll get there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us uh, this week, whether you're Maria as well or just anybody out there in listener or viewer land. Megan and I are back from GP Vegas. Yes. As of yesterday. We arrived, we landed, we recovered, are recovering still, arguably. Megan is feeling the Vegas pains, trademark, Maria Rivaldi 2018. You really want to have your name on that? (laughs) The Vegas pains. Maria Bartholdi's Vegas pains. (laughs) Sounds like a review. (laughs) That sounds like like a show I'd go see. (laughs) (laughs) That show is currently at, in one of the hotels in Vegas, like at Circus Circus, just a terrible place. It's been running for 10 years, Yep, four nights a week, twi- two shows a day, but the Vegas but the four, ni- the four nights a week it's running are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they are not they're, putting this thing in not, a primo no. slot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a bunch of cool stuff in Vegas and, uh, you know, it's it hit us hard, but it was super fun. And so we were so excited to go and hang out with everybody and see and meet a lot of people who love the show, which was great. That's right. In fact, this week on the show, we'll be bringing you our top five news slash, which is this week, Vegas yes, happenings. Vegas happenings. Uh, then we'll have some questions from the MTA mailbag. We'll talk M19 previews, uh, give you a Vegas tournament report, and oh, bring you great. a brand new segment about which we are very yeah, excited. You will love it. Guaranteed. We are very excited. It's called The Button. So that's all the preview we're going to give you. Uh, before we start our show, big thanks to everybody who supports the show and keeps it going on patreon.com slash MTA cast. Thank you so much for your patronage. You can join too. You can become a patron for as little as five bucks a month, which translates into a buck 25 an episode or, uh, you know, however you want to split it down. Cents a day is what Megan says. And that's true. Per- day that is true you could easily lose the amount of (laughs) spare change that you're giving us each day you wouldn't and you would not know it you wouldn't know so send us five bucks a month (laughs) you won't even know you're doing it like seriously would you notice if i stole five dollars from you every month no i just stole it from you no No. i wouldn't right especially if maybe if it was just like honestly i think that you could once a month take a five dollar bill from me and i would not notice that but especially if what you were doing was every day coming in and taking 15 cents Right? I would just be like, what's going on? So far, I don't show, think I would ever notice. I wouldn't even be like, what's going on? No, you wouldn't. wouldn't You'd be like, why is your hand down my couch? <laughs> if our show is something you value, please consider becoming a member. It's super cool. It's like a little fan club. Uh, you get access to our Discord chat and special Patreon-only content and more special patron stuff happening you know in what? the near future. I am so certain that there is no change in my couch that I will go home and check any change that is in my couch I will give to you. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm just going to, I'm about to make 78 cents and I'm so excited. I mean, I think you're about to make nothing. I'm going to spend it on an old time diet Pepsi from my high school vending machine. Wow. 
which was 50 cents. Nice. Really excited. Thank you, of course, to Card Kingdom as well. Head over to cardkingdom.com slash MTACast if you want to buy some sweet new cards. Yes. Or if you want to buy some sweet new boosters or you want to pre-order an M19 box. Oh, yeah. How about that? Because do you know what? That stuff's coming your way so soon. Sooner than you think. Sooner than Sooner you than realize. I thought. Sooner than soon. <laughs> Sooner than soon, M19 yes. coming your way. And Card Kingdom's so awesome. I've seen so many sweet tokens that they've made for people. And by the way, you can now request a sticker with your order from Magic the Amateuring. And they'll include one. They're restocked, everybody. I got them restocked. And there are brand new Good Luck High Five stickers mm-hmm. with a special secret on them. Um, <laughs> if you got one in Vegas, by the way, uh, the website on there is technically up and running, but it is not really. <laughs> You'll go to the website, depending on when you listen to this, and it'll be like a picture of some succulents. It's like a placeholder, so just wait. It is coming. It's just not there quite yet. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> just some just some beautiful succulents. Yeah, just some really nice plants. <laughs> Magic the amateuring. Just some just really some nice, really nice plants. plants. If you're a plant, quick question, what plant would you be? Ooh, great question. Thank you. Bamboo. Wow, of all plants. Um, I really like bamboo. Bamboo is a good choice. Yeah. You know, plus I'm an invasive species. <laughs> I would be a birch tree. Ooh, birch trees are very nice. They're so pretty. Yeah, they are. Anyway, that's all. All right. <laughs> time for your top five things in magic this week and this week's special edition they're all about gp vegas that's right vegas uh, what, what we made up a slogan yes, for vegas yes. uh, uh your bad decisions are our business opportunities there you go vegas vegas uh also vegas it's essentially the experience of eating a cupcake over a trash can <laughs> GP Vegas, this is not thing number one, but they, they were giving out cupcakes for the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. You can see this in our vlog, which will be live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash cast this week. And uh, we were eating them over a trash can. And it just occurred to us that this experience was much it like basically Vegas basically encapsulates Vegas. Yes. So very well. You're eating a delicious cupcake. But, but you are yeah, standing you are over standing a, trash, a can. trash can. Yeah. So thing number one. Uh, so this was kind of the thing that most people were talking about the whole weekend mm-hmm. was the beta draft. Wow. That happened at Vegas. Oh, snap. We know people who entered in every beta qualifier. Yes, we do. Wow. We, we played in one or I played in one. rather. You did? Yeah. That, I forgot. I went 0-2 drop. <laughs> You couldn't lose a single time and make the top eight because you did the, you did a sealed for the beta draft qualifier and then you did a top eight draft. Yeah. And then you won and you were one of eight slots. Yeah. So. I did not play any of them. It was hard. Yeah. Can I That's say I something heard. generally above Vegas? I should wait and say this in the next segment. Okay. Then don't. I'm going to wait. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the beta draft thing happened. It was really cool. They broadcasted on Twitch that we got to see some power open, mm-hmm. some sweet beta packs. We saw a Mox Emerald happen. Mm-hmm. We saw a Time Walk happen. Happened. Yes. We saw an underground sea get cracked. That's right. Two of those taken by Ben Stark. Yes. Ben Stark. Luckiest value human being, drafting uh, in the world on Sunday. Probably. 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 And Martin Yuza was in this top eight beta draft qualifier. Oh, wait. That was not the only top eight he was in this weekend. That's right. He also made the modern top eight, everybody. Which was his 30th. 30th Grand Prix GP top, top eight. eight. 
Unbelievable. I saw him in the elevator going back up to the rooms at the end of the night. And I was like, Martin, how'd you do in the draft, the beta draft? Because we had only watched the actual drafting portion. We hadn't like seen the games or anything. And he's like, well, I have a time walk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. It was super cool and really nostalgic for a lot of people. Really emotional um, to see like the the packs from the early days get open. But the the drafts were just utter garbage, utter garbage. You can't. Oh, the deck themselves you cannot make you it. cannot make you cannot make coherent no decks no beta drafts. no there's like five lands a pack um they said that uh tim tim was his name yeah tim, tim rivera was the winner yes and he had like he had 23 playable yes and that's why he that's won. why he won he was just he like had a real deck he had a second vampire and everyone's just like well wow that's Can't unbeatable that. <laughs> he had two copies of terror as well which Turns out it's a good removal spell. Yeah. Just straight up. Um, yeah. And so he was pretty a, sweet. The only person who played two colors, I want to say, too. I don't know. but Maybe. Anyway, great job to yeah. Tim. Some cool stories out of that yeah. as well. It's hilarious. When, if you go back, one, you should go back and watch the draft. It's, like, pretty sweet. Yeah. Also, there are packs that have, like, five lands in them. And they are wearing they were wearing white gloves at the top to yes. open the packs. There's a super, did you read Mark Calderon's tweet kind of tree? What is it called? Tweet tree. That's what I'm going to call it. His tweet thread. tree thread where he talked about one of the people who qualified. Yeah. Who is from New York old school player. Yeah. Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, that was a really cool story. I thought. Yeah, it was. Number two. Thing number two. Modern happened. Yes. And if you were to make a bet at the start of the weekend, who was going to win it? We would have both been right. Yes. Because do you know what? Who are you betting on right now besides Matt Nass? You're wrong. If it's if, not if Matt it's Nass. If it's not Matt Nass, you're, you're wrong. wrong. He won it again. I was going to say that's unbelievable, but it's not because we it's literally not. both said it's going to be Matt Nass. Yes. And then it was. Uh, someone said that his record across the last three modern GPs is 36 and six. 36 wins, six losses across what? across three tournaments. So just for some context, Matt Nass plays Clark Clan Ironworks, a really, in my opinion, <laughs> stupid deck. <laughs> uses a lot of artifacts and blah, well, blah, Maria, blah, blah. Matt Nass has 20,000 plus dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know how much ground you have to stand on here. I guess what I'm saying is it's dumb in that it is very, very good and uh, consistent at doing what yeah. it wants to do. And uh, a lot of times the opponent has uh, no chance yeah. to disrupt the deck. And it's pretty powerful. And Matt Ness won the last Grand Prix pre-modern Grand Prix he played. <laughs> Matt Ness won <laughs> the last the modern Grand Prix he played. Done. And then he won and this then one. Then he won this one. Pretty impressive. Yeah, really, really impressive stuff from him. Obviously, there are tons of people being like, ban, ban, ban this deck. Ban and something. do you know what? I just had to say, like, why? Like, I would not ban anything out of this deck until I see someone else do well with it. Right? Like, sure. I'm not convinced. And I was even telling someone, like, I, like uh, there were a bunch of new people on it like pro players on it at gp toronto the team unified gp yeah and it's just like and i know that a lot of those players weren't on it then this weekend and so it's just sort of like guess what if i don't know that if if not everybody exactly if not everybody is winning with it like 
why? Yeah. Why ban something? It's very hard to pilot. Yes. And takes a lot of expertise, and you've got to be fast. You've got to have yeah. an amazing shuffling ability <laughs> yeah. as well. But Some yeah. people still have they'll, um, re- rekindled the call to ban uh, ans- uh, ancient, what, strings. ancient strings. There we go. Yeah. They call it the Green Ponder. The Green Ponder, because there's a lot of Tron, traditional Tron, yes. in the top eight as well. There are some busted decks that use it. Yes, I agree. I don't um, know, maybe. Which is, which is some justification for potentially banning something. You know what I feel like Wizards has been doing is printing hate cards in new sets to try and deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that like an effective damp- strategy? Like damping sphere. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. We, remains to be seen. Yeah, like can, can KCI combo off if there's a damping sphere in play? I mean, there's rest in peace. There's stony silence. These things get that deck as well, but yeah. yet it persists. We were even saying I was so when I was playing online testing for this GP. I was playing Scape Shift and I beat KCI just with like I had like a beast within and an ancient grudge. Yeah, there you go. And a lightning bolt. And like, sure, that's like three things to deal with what they're doing. But it was still it still felt like it's not un it's not unbeatable. Good point. Good so point. that's my argument. Part of me also just wants to be like, do you know what? If Matt Nass just wants to show up to every modern GP and win it, like part of me is like, just let him. He's like, hmm, what do I want to do this weekend? At least he's not playing something. Winning modern GP? You right. know, he's not playing something like Jund. <laughs> Whoa. What's Sick with this, burn on Jund. What's with this Jund hate? Oh my gosh. I would much rather play against Jund. Yeah. I mean, but it's boring. <laughs> I like it. It's, you know, quote unquote fair. <laughs> There's creatures and stuff happening. Here's my argument. What? Matt Nass is not thought seizing anyone. Okay. So is he really a villain? <laughs> my argument is no. True. Thought seize is terrible. And if whoever plays that card should feel bad in their soul. Yes, you really should. <laughs> this is to everyone out there who has cast a thought seize this past weekend. Do you feel bad? <laughs> Do you? Thing number three, not only was modern happening, a beta draft happening, limited was happening too. Dominary limited. And the winner of this was Michael Burnett playing a blue-white historic uh, deck in his top eight draft. Ooh, very cool. Managed to beat up Wizards, but it was was rough going, but he managed to get there. So congratulations to him. Uh, We also played in this tournament, and we'll give you a little bit more of a report of that going on later. But yeah, limited happened. A lot of people love it. Yeah. It's still great. Some crazy stuff happened. We'll go into it. (sighs) Thing number four, we met a lot of people. We did meet a lot of awesome people. So if you came up and said hi to us or asked us to sign something, gave us a high five or even a smile. This is a shout out to you. Thank you. It was great to see everybody there. And it meant a lot to us, to everybody who said that uh, they like our show or they get something out of it. Um, It was really, really important to us. So thank you. I got to sit Kitty Corder from Autumn Burchett. Oh, yes. Burchett. Anyways, they locked up silver. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations, Autumn. It was also just delightful yeah. to get to sit a, like kitty corner, catty yes. corner, <laughs> kitty corner, kitty corner. Yeah. Catty corner is only what you call it when you sit kitty corner from a caddy at a golf club. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Leave. Anyways, yes. piloting Tron. Cool. The normal Tron? The normal Tron. Wait, what's non-normal Tron? Eldrazi Tron. Ugh, no. Mono Blue Tron. <laughs> I would I would take away my congratulations yeah. if it was Eldrazi Tron. Megan Sorry, hates Eldrazi Tron. Do so you know do what? I. You have to have a you have to have a stance on Eldrazi Tron, and that's mine. 
It is reprehensible, no matter who is piloting it. You know what? At least you have a stance. I just dropped my pen. (laughs) I'm so excited. You say thing number five while I pick this up. Yes. Thing number five. Previews. Wedding, etc. Yep. There you go. There there is M19 preview cards happening at GP Vegas. (laughs) I just read Maria's notes. There they are. There were tons of preview cards. There is oversized, they previewed Nicol Bolas himself yeah. at yes. the VIP party. Flip card Nicol Bolas. I know. One side, a big flying dragon person. That's cool. No, not a dragon person. Just a dragon. Well, he has legs like a person. He walks upright. It's Don't weird. Don't all dragons? Oh, yeah, you're right. Because if they walk on all fours, then they're a different thing. Are wait. they? No, wait. It's if, they're, if their arms are wings. If their front arms are wings, then they're something else. But if their front arms are arms, then they're a dragon. Wait. There are dragons. There are things whose front arms aren't arms. They're just wings. Yeah. That's not a thing. That's a bird. What, <laughs> what am I thinking of? A bird. Oh, You're thinking of me. a bird. No, they look like a dragon, but there's a difference if they have arms or if they have wings on their front. Yes. The first one is a dragon and the second one's a bird. <laughs> Help me out. Please tell me what I'm thinking about. Use the hashtag. Uh, wing arms, not bird. <laughs> Wait, just to clarify, that hashtag is hashtag wing arms, not bird. Correct. I want to just like Google it. Uh, dragon with wings for arms. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm, okay. gonna, I'm hoping I to find here. I don't know what here. you're hoping. There we go. Wyvern. That's what it sure, is. Sure. Okay. Two wings, two legs is a wyvern. Dragon, six total limbs, including two wings and four arms or legs. Drake, four limbs, none of which are wings. I thought drakes could fly. Yeah, they can in magic. Worm. I don't know. No limbs. (laughs) Amphitheer, two wings, no other limbs? Oh, Mm. that's weird. Weird. Kieran, four limbs, no wings. Lindworm. Two limbs, no wings. Well, anyways. A lindworm. We really. It's a lindworm. That's what I think. A flying worm. What? Just like with no arms and legs, just slaps you with its body <laughs> in the air. What yeah. if, yeah, it's just like, it's just like light enough to float and then it wiggles around like a snake. <laughs> a snake butterfly? Yeah, a Gross. snake bird. But yes, also there was a wedding that happened at GP Vegas. Yes. You can see pictures of it in the Magic Pro Tour account, I'm pretty yes. sure. That was kind of neat. Like Reed Duke was randomly the best man. They read yeah. the text from Soul Bond as yeah. a reading at the wedding. There was a giant angel statue in the background. Yeah, and Karin was there. We met Karin. Oh, yeah, we did meet Karin. It was cool. I told Karin Megan. very kindly gave <laughs> us some gave us some snacks. He did. Gave us some chocolate. It was great. Thank you, Karin. And well, it had hazelnuts in it, but it's okay. I ate it. I ate it all. I ate it also. I was very hungry. <laughs> and uh, when I met Card, I, it was so funny. It was like when you're a child and if you weren't terrified of Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny, you went up and said hi to them and you're just like, wow, that's how I felt oh, when I saw Card. I was the kid who was scared. Oh, I was. Did you not find a- him a little scary? Absolutely. Like very, not scary, intimidating. No. Like I'm he's just terrified. like so big. Why would I sit on a strange man's lap? <laughs> Just why? I'm, I can't answer that you know? question for you. So, but I mean, like, if you were a child who enjoyed that, yes. that was the experience. I'm of saying, no, I'm saying in the Karn instant, 
I was intimidated. Oh, you were intimidated. He was very Carl tall. Carl was so big. It was just like the the sheer size is kind of unbelievable when you're right there In next person. to him. Yeah. It it's is just like, so wow. impressive. It's really cool. Lots of cool cosplay going on yeah, that absolutely. weekend as well. And etc. You know, just everything else that happened. Everything else also. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we covered it. Previews, we, we wedding, etc. We covered it. Check Perfect. out our vlog on Done. YouTube. Check. <laughs> For more information on our exploits. <laughs> <laughs>dip into our mailbag here with some super fun questions from listeners uh, who are patrons on our discord chat that's right hollow point 82 asks do you think there is a cmc sweet spot in dominaria for example in triple Ixalon, the two drop slot was key but i've noticed that overall the two slot is weaker in dominaria in fact most of the good two drops have kicker and are very rarely played on turn two great question hollow great point. question this is something that is excellent to think about um at any point in a format especially when you're building well, this is a little different for sealed and draft, but yeah. um, knowing the answer to this is critical. Yes. Uh, I would answer the most important spot is the one where you're putting all of your skittering surveyors. <laughs> three. So three. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's that's yeah. for real. Like I do feel like um, four is where you start getting the really hard hitters. Yeah. And so like making sure that whatever four drops you're playing are like very, very good. Yes. Um, because most people's fours are going to be very, very good. I mean, like we just straight up have a four, 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 four. Yeah, in exactly. In multiple colors. There's like, like Bayloth Gorger, like Thalid Omnivore. Rampaging Cyclops. Um, yeah, rampaging Cyclops. Cyclops call the cavalry. Yep. Avon Sentry, even. Yeah. It was like not the most impressive of the white flyers, but it's like if you don't have a Sarah Angel, it's like well, a three two flyer. There you so, go. Okay. Like, deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. If you you need to have strong <clears throat> need to have strong threes, and in black, I think there's a card that's kind of really emblematic of this. Uh huh. Thalid Death Spore Thalid. Oh, Death Bloom Thalid. Death Bloom Thalid. Yeah. Where it the dies. Three two and it three makes two a sap, dies. Right? You make a sapperling when it's when it dies. Yeah. Um, is just like the the example of an excellent three in this format. Yeah, I do feel like there's so like four is where you start getting, like we said, like the really quality, like the great cards, the cards that are going to hit and you're going to want to have them to have a big impact. But that being said, I've started. I realized that I was losing games or I could get my opponents to lose games if they were not putting in enough solid twos or threes, because I think people for a while were like Dominaria Limited is so slow. It's OK to have like a big stack of fours and not a lot of twos or threes to back it up and it just turned out that you could like tempo someone out of the game very rapidly if you just had some really solid twos and threes and they didn't i will say your two drop has to do something yeah so your example that we were talking we were kind of having a little bit of a talk about this at the gp was mesa unicorn yeah and i was like i'm not super interested in this card but then i thought about it and i think the reason i said that is because i didn't have any way to monopolize the unicorn yeah. is that what i mean capitalize on the unicorn yeah. so like if i have the one three pegasus yeah. Corsair, who's gonna yeah. send that up into the air thumbs up great yeah. i'm putting it in i guess i would argue that like even without a pegasus Corsair, i want a mesa unicorn if i'm in white and my pool has a mesa unicorn i'm playing it because it's yeah. going to make sure that when I get to the late game and I'm playing my powerful cards, I have enough of a life buffer that I'm not going to have to do anything dumb like trade my Sarah Angel for a Bayloth Gorger. I guess maybe that's that's unsealed, but in draft, I would prioritize it much lower than I would in Ixalan. Yeah, I'm like not saying that lower? I would draft it highly. I'm talking okay. about like in a sealed pool when I'm building sure, it. If I'm in white, I'd in. be like, I'm yeah. putting in this Mesa Unicorn. Yeah. 
Um, I think that draft is uh, like a little bit more synergistic. Yeah. Um, that being said, if I'm in white, if I'm drafting white, I'm probably still going to try and pick up and play a Mason unicorn. I'm not going to pick it up above like obviously like removal or like a really good three or four. But if there's like if it's between like Mesa Unicorn and I'm trying to think of something that's like fine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> are you taking it over an Avon Sentry? Because in Triple Exelon you would. That's take a great it, question. Which is you would take the Bishop Soldier. Is it the, depends uh, on how many other flyers I have. Okay. If I if I have a flyer already, then I take the Unicorn. If I don't have a flyer yet, I probably take the Sentry. Okay. So yeah, does that answer your question? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I just like, have you not noticed that you would get tempoed out of games? Uh, no, I think I got powered out of games. Okay. I definitely felt like there were even matches this past weekend where my opponents like just didn't do anything substantial until four or five. And if I had gone like saproling migration, death bloom, thalid, thalid omnivore, I could just like my thalid omnivore would just kill them or it would eat like I would attack in. They'd have to block with their four four. I'd eat a sapling and then they're just like they've spent their great card and their turn five like l- losing to me. <laughs> I guess I'm just worried about stuff like Tolarian scholar blanking whatever I do on two or something like that. You know, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm. Yeah, Talarian Scholar is like, that's the kind of card where it's like, that's the kind of three that I'm talking about, where it's like, you need to have something like that. But if I don't have a Talarian Scholar on three, I feel like, and I'm going to pass and it's on turn four, I don't feel very good. Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like people have been neglecting that a little bit. So I guess my answer would be three, but keep in mind that two can be important as well. All right. So that was a really long question, but a very good one as well. That was just, a, yeah, that was a great question. Oh, very important question here from Worst Artist. Yes. What's Maria's all-time favorite Bare Naked Lady song? Great question, Ooh. great question, great question. Yeah. We went and saw Bare Naked Ladies in we Vegas. We did! By the way, it was, it was awesome. Great. I got to meet Ed, <laughs> the lead yeah. singer. I'm still having a freak-out moment about it. <laughs> I was very nervous and <laughs> said hi. Got a picture with him. It was yeah. really cool. Uh, to answer your question, oh, God, I should have even thought about this more. Probably, um... Uh, Life in a Nutshell is one of my all-time favorites, and it's an oldie, but a goodie. Um, uh, Never is Enough is probably right up there. They might be tied. So, yeah, there you go. Mine is The Old Apartment. Oh, yes. Great one. Um, The Great Charta asks, will you be attending GP Pittsburgh? We will be working. Yes, we'll be working there. Um, and then a couple of people wanted to know uh, <laughs> if we were following the saga of the NPR raccoon. I hope you of were. course. Yes, of course we were. Is the were. answer a raccoon climbed up a tower, twenty-two stories, twenty-five. Paul, I think by the time it was at the top, it just went. It went for it. It went all the way to the top. Yes. Um. It was luckily people were very worried about it. Yes. Because it had started climbing up, and it literally just we're talking about like it scaled the side of a building. Like it crawled, it crawled up, up a, a building. building, 22 stories and then stopped for a break on a window ledge. And yeah. people were just like, oh my God, they couldn't get it down. It's 22 stories no. up. You, you can't open windows on do? a 22 story <laughs> building, like the 22nd story. You can't open that window. So everyone was, was very worried, but they put out like a little, um, like trap with some food on the roof. Uh, and that night the, the raccoon got to the roof. Yay. And was safe. Good job, raccoon. My um, question is, Megan, what were you doing that day? I don't know what you're talking. I was home. Um, mm. I wasn't feeling great, so I just didn't see or talk to anyone. Okay. I was home. You can ask 
my so cat, she knows I that I was there. Can't cross-reference your alibi here. Um, no, I am pretty sure if you check, I I probably was logged into my email at some point. You can go back and see, like, if I was. Were you? Um, how are your legs email. and arms feeling, by the way? I'm tired, but you know, we were just in Vegas. They're very sore, but we were in Vegas. I brought so a can I of um, cat food here. I want you to. How do you feel um, about that? Do you want that? That's not appetizing to me <laughs> at all. All right. I don't well, okay. want it. <laughs> Even a little bit. Everyone draw your own conclusions about not what the all. real story behind NPR Raccoon was. Okay. Um, someone asked, what card would it be? But I think it's obvious that it's Squirrel Dealer. Oh, Squirrel Dealer. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 110% Squirrel yes. Dealer. Well, some people said uh, does it, it should have a reach. <laughs> Yes. This one should have That's reached. Perfect. It's very true. Roman Goro wants to know, what is the correct layer order for a burger? Oh, great question. I don't know. I put ketchup on top of all of the other things. I go like bun, burger, cheese. Yes. Oh, now it gets difficult. Onions. Uh-huh. No, bacon, onions, lettuce, ketchup, top of burger. Okay. Done. Bottom of burger, patty, cheese, uh, ketchup, mustard, pickles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, tomato. No, gosh. <laughs> I've realized I've never really thought about this. Okay, I'm putting tomato and pickles on it. So here's my ideal order. I will say that I don't think that this happens. Um, okay. Bottom bun. <laughs> Bottom bun. Bottom bun. Go. Ketchup, mustard, pickles, patty, cheese, tomato, Lettuce, top of bun. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's what McDonald's does. They put the yeah. sauce on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. And it's because you're putting a tomato on the top. Like, I feel like oh. if you're putting if you're putting tomato lettuce on top of the burger, to me, you should put the sauces under the burger. <laughs> sauces under the burger. Anyway, great question. Right. Great Very question, question, everybody. <laughs> Thank okay. You. If you'd like to submit questions to us, gotta be a patron. Uh, you can join our Discord chat, which is filled with great people, cat photos, yes. and fun times. A lot of cat photos. Yeah, um, we love it. Um, uh, someone this weekend came up to me and was like, "Oh, I need to get added to the Discord." I sent y'all a message. It's Carolyn, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, of course. Just you know, it's mostly cat photos." <laughs> Mostly cat photos. Uh, someone asks, Worst Artist says, would raccoons have banding? <laughs> yes, 100%. Right, yes, obviously. <laughs> okay. And that is all for our mailbag this week. If you are a patron of the show, head on over to the Discord, drop a question into the mailbag, whether it is as important as uh, what order is the correct order for burgers right. layering, uh, or, you know, what is the most important, uh, you know, slot in, in the draft format. Yeah. The whole range. Well, obviously, answer all of them. Speaking of layering. Deep freeze. It's time for our M19 preview card. Hey, everyone. M19. Holy cow. It is coming out so soon. Right around the freaking corner this weekend is the pre-pre-release with our buddies loading ready run (laughs) if you can believe that roll you out of here in a hamster ball i don't believe it (laughs) yeah that's how i felt every day in vegas just roll me out of here in a hamster ball uh that's coming up this weekend so be sure to check that out do it and then next week and that means that's the pre-release yeah wow (laughs) 
oh, that explains so much in my life. So crazy. Amulet of safekeeping. Yes, this is our premium card. I just jumped into it. Here we go. I just said the name. Here it Amulet is. of safekeeping. Two mana. Artifact. Rare. Whenever you become the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter that spell or ability unless its controller pays one. Creature tokens get minus one, minus oh. Wow. Whether it is magical, lucky, or merely old, it is cherished, and that gives it power. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. All right. Sweet flavor text and a sweet rare here. Yeah. That's basically um, what we call a hay card. Yes. Uh, for modern. <laughs> Uh, once again, although I have to say, do you know what? So far, still not working. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So what does this card do? It, uh, I guess it tones down Marduk Pyromancer, I guess a little That's bit. That's true. It does. It stops Storm. So they're going to have to pay one every time they're targeting you with that grape shot. That's true. But Storm already, the key against Storm is that you have to have multiple stuff like this out. Because otherwise they're just echoing truth and yeah, you're they done just, for anyways. They just get rid of it. Um, but yeah, in theory... In theory. Um, I mean, even Crack Clan Ironworks, KCI, yep. uh, because, you know, they do eventually start targeting you. Yep, that's true. Um, and it, it, it costs two, and it's colorless, you know, it's colorless, yeah. so it can go in any sideboard. Do you know what? I wish that this kept me from getting thought seized, but thought seized happens on one. It could stop you from getting uh, blasted by a walking ballista. Ooh, that's true. That's a thing. I hate yeah. walking ballistas. So. I also hate walking ballista. This stops that. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. But we're like, Whenever every time. you become, so it's not yeah. your creatures, it's only But you. if they were just like, if it has like three counters and they're trying to kill you, that'd yeah. be like one and pay one and then another one and pay one. Yeah. Because that's each time, right? That's how Walking Blish just should work. <laughs> <laughs> At least tap yeah. it. Uh, what is this card? Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Amulet. What is this card? Walking Ballista. <laughs> what is this card? Anyways, Amulet of Safekeeping. It's our preview card. Enjoy it. Yeah. Although also, Maria. What? This is a hit on your favorite deck in in standard. <laughs> because my tokens. Yeah. Not down? your favorite one, but like vamp, like you've wanted yeah. to see tokens happen. Yes. But I mean, um, that deck doesn't exist anyway. Yeah, that's true. And this is hardly the biggest culprit. No, I don't even care. You can shrink my token down. I'm kind of yeah. OK with that. I'll just put stuff on it and make it bigger. Um, but like the man, it doesn't hit the, the butt, as we say, like <laughs> Chain Whirler does. So, OK, whatever. I But I mean, Goblin Chain Whirler is just like killing everything I love right now. That's and true. And so true. irrelevant. Literature. <laughs> great films. Oh, Goblin Chain Whirler. Why you got to do this to me? Good weather. Good weather. Kills all of those things. My gas tank is somehow empty every all the time. Every time I go Ooh, in, I did have to go to the gas station on the way here. It's part of why I was running late. Oh, you all don't know that I was running <laughs> late, but Maria knows that I was Update. running late. Yeah, and then the one by my house is closed. Why? I don't know. They said that they're updating their credit card machine, but that seems like a weird excuse. <laughs> we know something fishy's going on. Anyways. I hate getting gas was really the reason why I started talking about oh, this. Oh, do you Isn't hate it, it like, like so tedious as much as I hate going to the grocery store? Probably. I like it's to the point. So literally my the needle on my car was resting basically at empty. And I still was like, I wonder if I can make it to the office. I mean, because seriously. I hate stopping to get gas. It's the worst. I don't mind it. But what I do do, which is like, what kind of person are you doing? Yeah. Is, are you the kind of person who waits until your needle is all the way done to fill up your tank? Oh, that's or are you like, oh, I'm at a quarter of a tank. I should fill it up. I wait all until it's all yeah. gone. And then I go. Yeah. Because I feel like that's more value somehow. It's true. And do you know what? I, so I 
don't I like I don't spend spend money on many things. Like I'm a frugal, I'm a fairly frugal person. Uh, And I would I would literally pay an extra ten dollars per per time per Philip if it just happened. Wow, Megan is starting a new service. Gas. Yeah. If someone came, grabbed my car, took it, got gas, and dropped my car off again, I would pay ten dollars each time. I bet you a million dollars you can. Wow, I should look into this. I, I'm, I feel like sometime I was using Waze, there was an ad for such a service. Wow. But I might be completely out of my mind. Oh my God. Like, yeah. that's how much I hate it. Also, I don't drive like super, super a ton, no. so I'm not filling up my gas no. tank all that often. But <laughs> anyways, M19 previews. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about is the mayor cycle. Ooh, ponies. A bunch of ponies happening. Scary in ponies. Every color, scary. This one is the scariest pony. Plague mare. One black black for a two-two nightmare horse. It can't be blocked by white Creatures. When it enters the battlefield, creatures your opponents control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Yep. Why? Yep. <laughs> Why is there so much hate? Do they think the tokens deck, some whatever, I don't know which tokens deck, the one with the, where you're scrying and killing stuff and all that kind of stuff is going to be yeah, out of control? like anointed procession the, tokens? Uh, I don't know. No, the one with the hidden stockpile deck? Mm-hmm. Because it's not. Anyway, I'm so upset. But Plague Mare exists now. And also yeah. these other mares. This is a good horse. Vine Mare. Two green green for a 5-3 elemental horse. Hexproof. Can't be blocked by black creatures. Ooh. I like it. Yeah. Obviously. This seems like a sweet cycle. Seems like a sweet horse. Ponies. There's a white pony as well. Ooh. Oh, there Shield it is. Mare. It, uh, it can't be blocked. This one is just a horse, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't any kind of, not a nightmare horse, not an elemental horse, in in white. Just a horse. Just a horse. Two, three, it can be blocked by red creatures. When it enters the battlefield or becomes target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you gain three life. Life gain is a theme in M19. I love life. I love life gain. And there's a blue horse. Go over to uh, the, the top left link. Um... Surge Mare. Ooh, yeah. Blue, blue for an 05 horse fish. Can't be blocked by green creatures. Great. This 05 can't be blocked. Whenever Surge Mare, Surge Mare, Surge Mare, Surge Mare deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. Uh, one in a blue, Surge Mare gets a plus two, minus two until end of turn. That's pretty sweet. I like that one. Why don't they just call it, it's a seahorse. Come on. Sea call horse. it what it is. Surge Horse. Surge horse, sea mare. Sea mare. <laughs> sea horse, surge mare. Lightning mare. Oh, I'm a fire horse. Actually, it's another elemental. Red, red for a 3-1. It can't be countered. Lightning mare can't be blocked by blue creatures. Seems right. One in a red, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So it's mm. a elemental horse with fire breathing. Ooh. Pony cycle. This horse is sweet. These horses are all awesome. If you're into my little pony, you just got rewarded. <laughs> Especially here, diamond mare. Wow. It's a very pretty horse. Uh, this is an artifact creature horse. It's a 1-3 for 2. As it, uh, When it enters the battlefield, choose a color. Whenever you cast a spell of the chosen color, you gain one life. Just Aww. a little 1-3. Just a little. It pretty. looks like it's made. It, I know that it's it's diamond. It looks like it's made of glass, though. It's yeah. It's really pretty. Very pretty horse. Yes. Horses and dragons uh, have been appearing a lot in these M19 spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Right. We're returning. What a what a fantasy world yeah horses what a dream and dragons world. horses and dragons it's like Dominaria. um okay this card is 
I, you know. <laughs> Megan's very excited. With yes. Um, Chromium the Mutable. I just love the art. Like this, this dragon is sweet. This is a very Chromium good card. Chromium the Mutable. Uh, four white, blue, black, legendary creature, elder dragon, seven, seven. Uh, flash. This spell can't be countered. Flying. Discard a card until end of turn. Chromium the Mutable becomes a human with base power and toughness. One, one loses all abilities and gains hexproof. It can't be blocked this turn. Wow. This card's really cool. It's super cool. You want to remove my card? Good luck. Too bad. Like as long as I have a card in hand, you just can't. You just can't. Hexproof. Yeah. Wow. And can't be blocked. And can't be blocked. The little one one can't be blocked. It's like impossible to deal with. Oh, awesome. Literal impossible. Awesome. Uh, reprinting Omniscience. Omniscience is back. Welcome. Seven blue, blue, blue enchantment. You may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. <laughs> Nonsense. Okay. okay. <laughs> and here's another uh, dragon, a bunch of elder dragons. This one's a dragon mm-hmm. skeleton. Bone dragon. <laughs> three black, black for a five, four with flying. And you can pay three black, black to exile seven other cards from your graveyard and return it to the, the battlefield tapped. Ooh. We are seeing some mega power in this uh, core yeah. set, by the way. Absolutely. Both of those cards, insanely powerful. So this is one that somebody, some people have been talking about. Mistcaller, yeah. which is going to hose... Graveyard decks. Yeah. A 1-1 one, one for 1 at rare. Merfolk wizard. Sacrifice it until end of turn. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. Wow. Rough. I like that card. Rough. <laughs> Deal with this. Yes. Anything we have a Hydra. Graveyard. Hungering Hydra. X and a green. Hungering Hydra enters the battlefield with X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. Classic Hydra. Classic, Classic Hydra, Hydra action. action. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're the same person. Ah, (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Hungering Hydra can't be blocked by more than one creature. Whenever damage is dealt to Hungering Hydra, put that many plus one plus one counters on it. Wow. Nice. Nice. It only grows. I'm so hungry. It has a lot of heads, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It really does. And speaking of printing hate cards and hoping they will affect decks in modern, here's one. Alpine Moon. For Mm. a single red, it's an enchantment at rare. When it enters the battlefield, choose a non-land, excuse me, a non-basic land card name. Lands your opponent's control with the chosen name. Lose all land types and abilities, and they gain add, tap, and add one mana of any color. So you're stopping Tron. There you go. Another card to try and stop Tron. (laughs) Will it work? I don't think it will do gosh darn anything, but there it is. Wow. Also Valakut. Yeah. The Molten Pinnacle. That's true. That is true. This is a card that I thought was sweet when I saw it. It's a little weird. Which one? This card is weird. A Johnny's Last Stand. Ooh. Two white, white enchantment. Whenever a creature or planeswalker you control dies, <gasps> you may sacrifice a Johnny's Last Stand. If you do, create a 4-4 white avatar creature token with flying. When a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard this card, if you control a planes, create a 4-4 white avatar creature token with flying. Wow. Yeah. So this is, uh, so it just stays there. You can just keep making four fours. No, you have to sacrifice it to make a four. Oh four. yeah. Okay. I see. But it still is just like, Hey, you know, like you can't attack unless you want me to like block and make a four, four. This card, by the way, <clears throat> to, is a Johnny going to die? I don't to nickel know. <gasps> Poor Johnny. Because of all the planeswalkers, I want to see brutally murdered by a dragon. He's not one. Not a Johnny. Not a Johnny. The art is showing him fighting nickel Bolas. Yeah. Oh, oh no. 
oh, okay, <gasps> we'll keep our eyes out for what happens. Does he become a 4-4 elemental cat? I don't know. Does he? I don't know. Does he? Uh, Maria, you're excited for this card. Yes, Resplendent Angel. One white white for a mythic 3-3 angel. Flying, duh. At the beginning of each end step, <laughs> if you gain five or more life this turn, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying and Vigi. And then you can pay six in the form of three triple white. Until end of turn, Resplendent Angel gains plus two plus two and gains lifelink, so it becomes a 5-5 five, five lifelinker. Wow. This card is excellent and yeah. gives me some ray of hope. Uh, in the universe <laughs> versus Chain Whirler. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, you play this on three, then you play Shalai, every, everybody's got Hexproof, yeah. and then you play Lyra, and they all get wow. plus one, plus one. Deal with that. Why not? Yeah, Why I not? that's pretty cool. Ouch. Megan, some very powerful reprints in this set. Yes, Scape Shift among them. Woo! I love this art on Scape Shift. It's excellent. It's like it's a bunch beautiful. of pirate ships. It's probably Ixalan, yeah. huh? It looks like it. By the way, corsets, this is interesting. Yeah. They take place all over time and space. Yes. So many different planes all are presented. All over time and space. Crucible of Worlds. Wow. What a reprinted. reprint. Reprinted. Both these cards, like, very expensive. So excellent to see them reprinted. Yeah. How about this card for your elf deck? Mm. Oh, Elvish Clan Caller? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about is this. Is it for real? Our friend Chuck. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see is always the answer. Green, green uh, for a 1-1 one, one elf druid. Other elves you control get plus one, plus one. Four green, green. Tap. Search your library for a card named Elvish Clan Caller. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Uh, yeah, I don't we'll know. See. We will see. Uh, here's another Elder Dragon. This one's sick. Palladium Moors the Ruiner. What a name. <laughs> what a name. That was my nickname in college. <laughs> Megan Wolf, the Ruiner. The Ruiner. Uh, three uh, red, green, white, legendary creature, Elder Dragon, 6-6, six, six, Mythic, Flying Vigilance Trample. Wow. I mean, what more do you need? Palladium Moors, the Ruiner. <laughs> Such a good name. Oh, Hexproof. Just kidding. Here you has go. Has Hexproof if it hasn't dealt damage yet. Wow. So you have to get hit by it before you can kill it. This reminds me of a of Hearthstone card design. Yeah. Yes. Where they have something called stealth and cannot be targeted until they have attacked. Ooh. And nice. I'm noticing that kind of creeping into magic design, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, Nicol Bolas of the Ravager. All right, let's talk about, talk about Nikki wow. B. Nikki B. So many Elder Dragons in yeah. this set. So many legendary dragons. Okay, so he's a he is a double face card. Yes. On the front side, he is, of course, his Nicol Bolas colors. One blue, black, red. He is the Ravager. Yes. A 4-4 flyer. When he enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card because he's into that. Mm -hmm. Then you can mm -hmm. do something pretty spicy. Pay four blue, black, red, exile him, then return him to the battlefield transformed under his owner's control. Activate this ability uh, sorcery speed. Transforms Nicol Bolas the Arisen. He's Arisen. Was he dead? I don't know. Uh, but he's rising, apparently. Good morning. Yeah. Maybe this is when he got his Planeswalker spark. That's when oh. this is talking about. I don't know. Could be. Uh, anyways, seven loyalty starting Jeez. out. Plus two, draw two cards. Casual draw two. Minus three, Nicol Bolas the Arisen deals 10 damage to target creature or Planeswalker. Okay. Hoof. Minus four, put target creature or Planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Minus 12, exile all but the bottom card of target players. <laughs> I love that. Like, why not just the whole thing? Now they have one They chance. get one. They get one card. One card to deal all with All but the bottom card. 
beautiful. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it and really is. He only costs four on the front. Yeah, seven to transform, though. That's a lot. Yes. Uh, this is a 4-4 four, four flyer for four on the front, which is also, you know. Yeah, ouch. and he's got to stay alive until the transform ability that's happens. That's true. Wow. Wow. Well, well. And yeah, he does have arms as yeah. well as little bolus legs. Yeah, so he is a dragon as quali- qualified, <laughs> classified. Classified earlier yes. in the show. Yes. Wow. Obviously, these are only a small sampling of the many cards previewed so far because we're about to hit the pre-release. By the end of this week, you'll be able to know all of the cards that yes. are in M19. You'll be able to start thinking about what awesome things am I going to do? Yeah. So uh, check it out. My overall feeling, having seen just this sampling, is that M19 is much more powerful than I've ever seen a core set before. Yeah. It certainly looks very powerful. Yeah. Lots uh, of cool I'm stuff. very excited to, to play it. Bro, thanks for being sponsors of this show. That's all right. If you're looking for awesome playmats with amazing magic art, or sweet sleeves with magic art, or sleeves that shuffle, just like the easiest thing that you've ever shuffled in your life, Ultra Pro's Ultra got Pro. your back. I'll tell you a real story. Let's hear it. It's the end of the day on uh, on Friday of the GP. Yeah. So I've played. I'm. I've played like seven rounds of modern so far. I've shuffled a lot because I was playing Scape Shift. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. lot of shuffling. It's a lot of searching your library. And I, uh, you know, I sit down across from my opponent. And I pick up their deck and I start shuffling. I'm like, what sleeves are these? They shuffle really nice. <laughs> And my opponent, and I'm not even kidding you. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, they're like the, they're Ultra Pro Eclipse. And I was just like, yep. Well, that checks yep. out. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I used them in all of my uh, drafts and seals yeah. of the weekend, and they just felt great, especially after I was shuffling two double sleeve mm-hmm. decks in modern. <laughs> oh, man. Double. Oh, I mean, look, they're valuable cards. It's I worth know. it. It's worth it. But at the same time, yeah, my, my hands are, then I picked it up and I was like, wow. All right. Checks out, like you said. Yep. Ultra Pro. Check it out. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time for our uh, GP Vegas tournament report. It was a brutal weekend. It was. We lost a lot. We lost a lot of games. But you know what? This is what I was going to say early on in the show. I had a feeling at this tournament that the skill of the players was better than any other GP I've ever played. I agree. Higher level of skill across the board. It was a very high level of skill across the board. So I was very impressed. Very much. I very much agree. Um, Yeah. So uh, in in modern modern, uh, you picked up your third loss in round seven. Yep. In one of the most brutal fashions possible. Oh, everybody. If you haven't already heard me complain, my bad beat story. Here you go. Let's hear it. This is this is a true bad beat story, (laughs) though. Like it is. Oh, wow. I'm playing the foil Boggly boys. I had a round one feature match, as did Megan. And I played Boggles v. Boggles. If you want to check that out, played very sloppily, which I am ashamed of. But I managed to win anyway. So this is my knockout round. I'm playing versus Hall one which is a great deck um and i'm but i'm like don't feel that my percentage is too bad versus hollow one by any means no um anyway so we managed to each get a game and we're in game three yeah and i did not play this match perfectly by the way i made one error where i did not attack when i should have so that is on me but uh what happened was my opponent had tassiger in play and a couple of 
uh, the flame wake phoenixes too. And I had my boggle suited up with, uh, it was a hollow one. Oh, it was, was a it a hollow, hollow one? It was a hollow one okay. and, and a pair of flame wicks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My boggle had, you know, a couple of rancors on it. Yeah. These kinds of things give a trample. And I was very excited to go to the next turn because I was sure if I drew something good. And yeah. It, basically, I think anything maybe. I can't re- recall exactly. I think that, like, you were... Yes. You, like, the race was very close. It was very, very because close. Because your opponent was attacking you for something like seven and then nine. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, six and then eight. Sorry, yeah. It's like, six and then eight. But, like, your boggle was pretty big. Like, you were attacking large. back for, like, five. Yeah. Every turn also. And so I was like, I could have this in the bag, depending. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> The Hollow One deck does what it does, and my opponent read me and thought that my last card in hand was a Daybreak Coronet. Yes. It was not. It was an irrelevant card. Yeah. Um, it was a Leyline of Sanctity. It was a Leyline of Sanctity, which I did not have four mana for, uh, in case you're wondering, because I did have an Ethereal Armor on that bog. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, he plays the, the card that Burning Inquiry. Makes you feel bad. Burning Inquiry. Oof. Discard. Draw three. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, you know what? Each player. Here we go. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Each player. So I draw them. I have four cards. I lay them out, roll the dice, randomly choose which three to discard. Yeah. What hits the bin? Daybreak coronet. (laughs) Daybreak coronet. I think it was an Umbra. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) Like all three of those cards. It was really brutal. I win the next turn. Yeah. On the literal spot. But no, yeah. they are all in my graveyard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like if you're looking at it and it's like in one of your next two draws, you would have had a daybreak coronet a hundred percent. Right. Yes. Yes. And like that would have swung that race because it was it was just a classic race. <laughs> and daybreak coronet. Where does it shine the most? If not in a straight up race. It hurt. It was, it was so, so painful. Yeah. And a bunch of people were watching, too. So it was really funny. brutal. It was really brutal. <sighs> Anyway, so yeah, lost in uh, lost in round number seven. You lost in round number eight. Oh gosh, I really playing did. for day two, which I is really probably did. the most brutal way to go, yeah. exit a tournament. It it was rough, um, especially after. So in in round seven, I played against turns, and I already had two losses at this point. And I like my opponent plays a howling mine on two, and I'm just like, I'm I'm in trouble. I like this matchup is so horrendously bad for um, for red green titan, and it's like my opponent just manages in game one just fizzles wow which is just almost unheard of because uh he had both a howling mine and a dictative crew fix and at the end a jace the jace the mind sculptor in play oh like all of these things uh and just like fizzles and i'm able to untap and kill him um and it's just like that's so that's really rough and then like in game two i just like i have a wreck sage for his howling mine when he plays it um and then manage to like get there from there because if that deck's not drawing a bunch of extra cards it is a lot more difficult for it um to win but I didn't want I brought this up in part because like I got there with that game and I was just like oh my goodness I actually have a chance when I sat down and my opponent was on turns I was like I have no chance so I make it through that and I'm like I have a chance later on I I ran into that guy and it turns out that he is friends with RK Post oh and he's also well known in his scene as a turns player (laughs) that's funny he gave me a little token because sometimes when you're if you like stack extra turns like if in the same turn you like miracle how many turns you have and a time and you like play a time warp or something yeah so like you, you want to keep track of how many turns you have stacked and so rk post sells a little token and the art is of this guy 
It was awesome. He That's gave me great. a token later. He was just like, oh, I'm like, I like, I'm friends with RK and like, I, I, I know, like I play turns and people know that I play turns. So he like has, he sells this token. I love it. And I looked at it and it is exactly this guy. It's hilarious. <laughs> it was great. So that was awesome. That was a really nice thing. Um, but then I played against, of all things, blue black fairies. Unbelievable. Blue black fairies. And like, I don't, I don't know that my play was especially tight. Um, and I lost in three. That being said, I drew a lot of lands. Isn't that what you want? In games do? one and three. When none of them are Valakut the Molten Pinnacle, no. no. The answer is no. no. Okay. Yeah. Um, in game one, I had one Valakut and I was like, but he had a bitter blossom. So it was just like, I, with like, even at one wow. turn, I'm like barely yeah. keeping up with being able to kill his stuff. Um, and eventually he just like plays a couple of other things and he has a sword that he puts on them. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then in game three, none of them were Valakut. <laughs> so my lands did nothing. It was it was brutal. Brutal. Yeah. We suffered a lot of it brutal lessons. Yeah. Lessons. Lessons and losses made yes. it one word. <laughs> yes. Lessons. <laughs> this weekend. And the same was true in Limited. Oh, oh boy. boy. When did I when did I get out in Limited? Pretty early. Yeah. My deck, however, I was very excited with my pool because it had some sweet stuff going on. Yeah. I had double Rona. I played a blue black and then I splashed for white for blessed light and seal away historic deck and I had the weather light and various other artifacts synergies happening which made it to really fun cloud reader sphinx is just a good card stuff like this but uh you know for whatever reason the deck could just not get there yeah I really actually couldn't tell you why because I yeah. think the cards are pretty good and I don't think I put, made a lot of play mistakes yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like a lackluster story. But there you go. Yeah. Mine was my my build was interesting because I I think I ended up playing one of my rares because my rares. Oh, included, yeah. Among other things. Uh, Curator's was, Ward. Curator's Ward. Wait, no, that's a is that not that's not the one that I'm thinking of. That's is a hex proof one. Um, that's a that's not a rare. It is. Is it? Is no, it? no, no. Okay. Uh, it's the other dumb blue card. The no. other dumb blue. Oh, I know you're dumb blue Precognition card. field. Yes. It was precognition field. Um, Urza's Ruinous Blast, which had I had like enough legends. Why not? Could be good, but in this case, no. Okay. Ah. Sorry, I'm trying did to look Did you tweet look a photo of this, by the way? I did. I think you I did. I did. So people can see it if they want. Yeah. Um. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Uh, precognition field, primeval's glorious rebirth, yeah, the antiquities war, okay, Urza's ruinous blast. Then I played an Ariel Knight of Wind Grace, and then oh, my other one. I want to say my other rare was the red blue duel. <laughs> Get toasted. Oh boy, it was rough. That being said, my pool is actually like I had so much removal. I was playing um. Green black splashing Ariel. Uh, and I had like a blood tallow candle, a fungal infection, an ancient animus, um, a vicious offering, two eviscerates. All right. Yeah. And I want to say that I'm like even forgetting some piece of removal because I had so much. So that Ooh, was nice. And I could nice. I like could kick sapling migrations and I had a thalid omnivore. Um, but sometimes like the ground would just get so gummed up. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, which is how I how I ended up losing matches. Also, one like one time my opponent just had was had like enough flyers that I couldn't remove all of them. 
I died. Well, not died. I had I ended my last match of the day in a draw, which yeah. was a little unfortunate. And um, the game was absolutely bonk towns because my opponent had a black blade. Yeah. And a Mesa unicorn. Oof. And I had already used two of my, pre- I had eviscerate and settle score. I already used those on two things that had been wearing the blade. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But in my pool, I had zero ways to deal with a black blade. Same. Zero. Same. So I just had to keep chumping and fighting my way Oof. through. Finally found my last piece of removal for the Mesa unicorn, but time had been called. So. Wow. Yeah. It, that was the craziest game. At one point, life totals. I also had a life linker because I had my on Sarah's wings on my turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to do that. And, you monster. Uh, so it was like something like 87 to 65 or something like that. It was just so stupid. <laughs> Dominaria Limited. I still loved playing well, it. but It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, some people may have already heard my story of my opponent who was keeping track of. <laughs> this is a PSA. Yes, his trying to keep track of his tokens. He had 01 cleric tokens from Rite of Bells and Lock. Yeah. He had 1-1 saprolings from many ways to make saprolings. And he yep. had the 6-6 six, six demon from Rite of Bells and Lock. Yeah. Was trying to keep track of all of these with just spare change. No. From his pocket. Don't do it. I was so frustrated. Don't do it. Um. So this is a PSA. I wish that I had been firmer at a point. I was, I had made a one cleric tokens for him out of little scraps of paper. Cause I was like, you're not doing this. Yeah. Um, I wish that I had in the future, if you're in that position, just so you know, especially if you had a GP, you can call a judge, um, and get tokens. You can make your opponent, like you can call a judge for your opponent and be like, I need my opponent to be representing these with tokens. Yes, I 100% of the time, will ask my opponent to please represent with a token. If yeah. a lot of time people just put down dice and that's fairly common. So they'll make put on a two dice on two for two soldiers in my brain. That doesn't work. Exactly. So and I it's just like give them tokens or whatever. It's just about keeping track of the, of the board state, right? Yeah. Like, and that it's your opponent's responsibility to do that. If you have tokens and it's also yours, like if you have tokens, it's your responsibility to keep a clear board state where everyone knows what type of tokens they are, how many of them there are and whether they are tapped or whether untapped. They're tapped. It's and that so is the important. biggest thing. Right. Is that with dice and with you coins. You can't tell. You can't tell. Um, so even if it's, I also had like some squares of paper. I've started keeping like little squares of paper in my, in my tokens. I have like a little tokens wallet. Yeah. You just write and it And then you can there. just write it. Yeah. And it's so easy. Um, so that's, that's my PSA. Like I said, I wish that I had been more firm. I like, I was like clear with the old ones. I was just like, you're, you can't do this. Yeah. Um, but I wish that I had also like made, made him get a six, six demon token, made him get one, one sapling tokens. Yeah. And normally, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Uh, your opponent should be totally into it. Like, like, yeah. hey, it, please, I just can't, and just can't comprehend this. Let's just put some tokens. And I'll there. be, I'll be clear. I'm going to be firm right now. If they are upset by your request, yeah, they're a jerk and they're trying to get an easy win out of you. That's unreasonable. By being unclear with the board state. Yeah. So like they owe it to you. You owe it to yourself. Have a clear board state. They owe it to Go themselves. Go get tokens. Seriously, yes, I would exactly. get messed up if I was keeping. Tra- <laughs> I know, right? And just like just because they're able to do it doesn't mean that it's acceptable for them to expect you to be okay with it. I even do it. At, I do it at pre-release. Yeah, I do it everywhere. I just cannot handle dice or whatever being used as creatures. Yes. It's just my brain can't handle it. So I think that's like. That would be my bit. If you take anything away from this, remember, if your opponent is like, well, I'm keeping track of it this way. Fine. But, it is 100 yeah. percent acceptable for you to be like it. I can't like that's They are not allowed to expect you to be able to keep track of their cluttered board state if they're not being clear and representing it. Right. 
So, you know, go advocate for yourself. So yeah, there you go. That was our modern. Or you can call us, and I'll come and I'll come and be there, and I'll be like, "She will bring you get your tokens. She will offer this service at any GP." Yes. If I'm there, you can be like, call a judge and be like, excuse me, can you go get Megan Wolf and her tokens wallet? And I'll come over there with it in my in my righteous fury. Everybody, time for a brand new segment here called the button. That's right, everyone. This is uh, born of a of an app and in, uh, website um, where it gives you basically a scenario and asks you if you will press that button or not. We're going to do the same thing right here. Yes, we are. So here's our question: Will you press this button? If you press this button, you will make the top eight of every pro tour. Wow! That you attend. Okay. But in the quarterfinals, you will always punt horribly, causing you to lose the match. It will be on camera and it will be the only thing that you were known for. <laughs> You'll be known. Everyone will as know. That person. Everyone who knows who knows your name in magic will be like, oh, yes, that person who always has the most embarrassing, terrible punts. Yeah. In the quarterfinals yeah. of the Pro Tour. And you are not allowed, by the way, to tell people that this is the deal you have no. made. So you can't be like, look, it's a magical thing. They said I could have the exactly. top eight and whatever. No. No. You just have to be like, yeah, I'm terrible. I make terrible you know punts what? regularly. I passed the first turn of the game without playing a land because <laughs> I just forgot. You have to own up to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is my follow-up question. Yes. Um, am I... In this rotten press scenario, okay. am I guaranteed to always make every pro tour? Um, that's a great question. I would say uh, once, like obviously, once you get there, you're going to make the next you're, one you're every right. time because right. it cues you. Yeah, um, like you're gonna be freaking platinum, man. I will be rich. Yeah, with magic money. Um, I would say. It is still up to you to make the first to one. make the first one. Okay, that's but fair. all you have to do is make the first one because then you're going to make the quarterfinals. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like you're going to be in the Hall of Fame pretty for sure. quick. Or will you be? Because people <laughs> will be like, you know, you know that knowing Magic uh, players, there will be the debate of like, oh my goodness, she's like, she has to be one of the best players of all time, right? She's made literally the quarterfinals <laughs> of every single Pro Tour she has ever played, every <laughs> single time. But at the same time. Is she actually that good? Because she Look punts. At those, those punts are terrible. Look at those punts in the quarterfinals, they're so bad. Okay. So this, this I think, is, the fundamental bottom of this question is: Yeah, do you want the money? Yes. And the fame? Yes. And the recognition, bad or good? Yeah. Or. Do you play magic because you like to play magic and you like, you know, I mean, your guess you're yeah. still going to play magic and stuff, yeah. but and I mean, like, it's, you're yeah. not going to win based on your merits once no. you're in the pro tour. Here's also my caveat, though. I will say that, like, you can't you you won't be able to just show up at the pro tour every time. Like, you can't go four months without playing and then show up and do it. You have to put in some amount of work. I can't bring a deck that's all lands. You cannot bring a deck that all lands. That's all lands. You have to, I'm not saying that you have to go completely wild with it. Like you spent two weeks doing nothing else except preparing for the pro tour, but it's like, you still have to be a consistent player who's, you know, like at least playing. I mean, not at all the level that many of the pros are at where they're, you know, like playing every single day. Sure. A lot of the time, 
but you do have to be you do have to be playing. You do have to show up with a deck that you've like tested a little bit. You do have to know the draft format a little bit. Hmm. Not nearly the amount of work that it takes to make the quarterfinals, but it's you can't just show up. And this is nothing to say of how well I'm going to do at GPs or anything. No, it has nothing. It is just it is just the quarterfinals. This is so it's just the pro. Tour. I'm not pressing this button. Really? No. I think I pressed the button. <laughs> but then all your life, you're just going to be like, "Am I really any good?" Or is it just the power of the button? Do you know what? I think I would be okay with that. (laughs) I'll be honest. Like, I feel like I don't know about that part, but I feel like for me, it's like my, my temperament is such that if people are giving me crap about my punts, I'll just be be able to be like, do you know what? I get like, I just get super nervous when I get there and I become a wreck, right? Like, I feel like I can laugh it off. I can can, see that. I can laugh it off. And if I ever can't, then it's just like, I'll take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like you've, you're doing okay. You're going to get, what is a, what is a top four, eight, you're like $5,000 or 2,500 or something. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I could live with myself. Like, think about this. That's legitimate. You're knocking somebody out every time that quote unquote deserves to be there. I mean, I feel like, again, I had to make the first one on my own. (laughs) Yeah, you do. So, I don't know. So screw up. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) What's your question to our button, answer to our button question? Yes. One. um, Do you press this button? Tweet at us uh, with your answer to it with the hashtag um, <laughs> top eight punt. Top eight punt. Hashtag top yes. eight punt. And give us your reason. Yes. As well. We'd love to know it. Also, um, you can, uh, if you're a member of the if Discord, yeah. um, hop on over there and give us your own questions. Uh, we want to yes. keep doing this segment. Uh, we think it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, so you have to give us, it's a scenario in which there's obviously um, a lot at stake, but also a significant downside. Yes. Yeah. Uh, magic related. So what was the hashtag top eight punt? Yes. Okay. Top eight punt. Uh, this week, you can also use that to tweet at us your new uh, question question okay great (laughs) will you press this button (laughs) well everybody that was a big long episode for you wow it really was our longest in quite some time but we had a lot to talk about there's just so much happening we had a great time at vegas yes it was so wonderful shout out again to everyone that we saw there amazing great we had we did some crazy cool stuff and um really excited for the next one despite being complete wreck at the end yes oh (laughs) there was a point at which i will say this going back really quickly to the limited portion yeah in like round five when i'm about to pick up no, not round five. In round six, I'm about to pick up my oh, third yeah. loss. And I just realized as it's happening, I was like, do you know what? I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fine like, with whatever. Yeah, happened. I was I'm literally sitting there. I was it. just like, I'm about to lose this game. And I am. I'm so OK with it. Like, I'm I'm not upset at all. <laughs> this was uh, when I was playing in modern. I ha- did not feel well. yeah. <laughs> and, like I remember saying that I felt like a garbage disposal that went down another garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. Yes. But yeah, you can hang out with us and follow our exploits. Yeah. YouTube.com slash MTA cast the vlog posted this week. Check Ooh, that out. Exciting. Yeah. But um. Thank you again, Uh, as always, to everyone who is a patron of the show. If you are not yet a patron of the show, go over. Remember, it's just as though a stranger is showing up in your house and taking 13 cents out of it every day. Except they're not strangers. It's us. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's not creepy at all. It's not weird. Hey, we're here. No, we're not even going to announce it, so we're no, just going to sneak, sneak in. into your home, take 13 cents out of it somewhere, <laughs> and leave. Do you have a change jar? I mean, that's hey, a way to look at exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so anyways, thank you to everyone who is already letting us into their homes to take their spare change I every mean, day. I mean, you let us into your ears every week. Exactly. Why not your homes yes. as well? Thank you as well to our sponsors, Card Kingdom, uh, over at cardkingdom.com slash MTAcast and Ultra Pro. Uh, yeah, being part of the MTA family. Yeah, thank you so much. Next week, uh, more from M19. Yes, we'll I'm have sure. all that juicy pre-pre-release gossip. And we've got to get Rob on here to yeah, talk we do. about the pre-release. Oh, wow. Yeepers. Wow. Okay, we just realized we've got to make some calls. Well, everyone, we'll be back after we've sent a very important email. (laughs) 